Live from State Street and the old National Bank Studio. This is WMVP WSAG HD2 Chicago. Now, back to more. Carmen and Yurko. On Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. A good Karma Brands radio station. running a little bit now, but man, we still have some nice, warm, mild weather. Looks like it's going to be almost picture-perfect. Great football weather, like 60s and mostly sunny for Bears and Dolphins on Sunday. The Bears still somewhere around a four-and-a-half, five-point underdog in the game. Home underdog. Boy, the, the underdogs have barked this year, though, York, haven't they? They really have. Under Unders and underdogs. Yeah. If you've been on those this NFL season, you're a winner. You are doing quite well. If you have been on those two things consistently, that scoring is down. And I think it could be just because teams are, you know, the, the theory is that teams are playing a lot more too deep safety stuff. You know, just they're, 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 yeah, so they're forcing much you to execute. Exactly. They're forcing you to execute. The big plays aren't necessarily and there. And they want to take away those big explosive plays. That's exactly right. Like that in a thousand small cuts rather than the big one. That's so that's like seems to be the most popular. But that was always theory. any any defense I really ever played in. Ray Rhodes' defense was kind of that way. Forced the other team to execute, forced them to play perfect. They're going to make mistakes. Just a matter of time. Then we'll capitalize on their mistakes, whether it be a penalty, whether it you know uh, you be something silly they do. They drop the ball. They run the wrong route. They you know just anything they can do except play perfect football. Right. And then you get the ball back, and you hope your offense can do something with it. So that's always been more sort of the norm. I mean, there are the outliers like Wink Martindale and Dick LeBeau maybe historically through the years. Yeah, but even Dick LeBeau, you, when he blitzed his own blitz, so he was always dropping somebody. Yeah. He was just replacing the people that were blitzing. So it looked like six were coming, but then two eventually would drop out, and then you as an offensive line have to find out, hey, who's kind of playing it soft and who's getting the hell out mm-hmm. and who's coming so we can account for them. Wink Martindale's probably the one real outlier right now that's just like, F it. I'm, I mean, we play every time. Buddy Ryan was the guy that was just well, a lunatic. That's I mean, true. That's what he did. That's he, very he true. He brought it all the time. That was it. It was one, didn't like, matter. Havoc. I'm just going to boom. I'm going to try to kill you. That was it. Yeah. You're going to get nothing but havoc. So, yes, yeah, scoring has been down. Unders have cashed a lot. I like the over in the Bears game. This weekend, actually, I, I think with the conditions, with these two offenses, um, I think we could see some scoring, maybe even see a fun, exciting game. I don't know if it'll get crazy like it did last week. Um, Yurko's key's coming up in a little bit. How are the Bears going to clean up some of the issues that they had against the run and really some of the issues they've had stopping the run for big portions of the season? And now you have to continue to do it without some of the guys that were your best players, like Roquan Smith, Khalil Mack, obviously traded over the summer. Ro- uh, Robert Quinn just dealt last week, so... It's a defense that is missing some of its playmakers and some of the, the star power. And we'll see how they go out and they respond. But I think the ball uh, on both sides is going to be moved up and down the field on Sunday at Soldier. Containing Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle will be an issue. Yurko did a pretty good breakdown yesterday of some things in case you missed it about you know what to do to disrupt the way that they get Hill and Waddle sort of in those bunch formations and get them free releases. Yurko was saying just have somebody crash into that crash into that at the at the snap yeah, of the ball. I just try to disrupt right the to flow the, and right to the quarterback. And then his job after he kind of messes it up is to get to the quarterback right. and become a blitzer. Yep. Mess it and, up and, and then so I'm bringing the 5. I'm bringing 5 during the day. But it can only be in that formation and it's got to be an automatic call 
that even if they like they're not in it and then they motion to it, now I've got an automatic call that they can call out and say, hey, whatever it is. Say it's Denver, Denver, Denver. Yep. Denver, Denver, Denver. You know, we're going to make an omelet out of this. Omelet. We're going to make a mess out of it, all right? Denver, Denver, Denver. That's a great. And then you come in off of it, and you, you crash it, and you do whatever you can, upset the timing, and then try to go get to the quarterback. Yeah, I like it. Miami's got uh, a ton of weapons offensively. They've got three guys on that offense that run sub four four forties. Hill, of course, Waddle, and Raheem Mostert. You can't forget about him. Miami's offense uses shifts and motions at the highest rate in the NFL. Uh, it's roughly eight out of every ten offensive snaps. The Dolphins are third in the NFL in yards per play. They've been a very good red zone uh, team, sort of middle in the pack, though, middle of the pack in terms of points per game. You'd think that they'd score more, actually, for how explosive their offense has been at times. It's not like they're averaging 30 a game, but they're very capable of making big plays down the field. We told you yesterday that uh, no duo has more catches of 20 more yards than Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. Hill and Waddle have combined already for 16 catches of 20-plus. That's a big number. Just put it into context. You know, and the Bears really struggled offensively early in the year, but the Bears have seven total plays. Seven total plays of 20 yards or more. And Hill and Waddle have 16 catches on their own of uh, 20 plus yards down the field. So they're very capable of hitting those big explosive plays down the field. And it'll be a pretty good test. I can't wait to see how the bears use chase Claypool. I'm excited about this. Um, I, I get that they maybe overpaid a little bit in terms of the draft capital that they gave back to Baltimore. You know, that could be a pick that I was just reading Barnwell too. Bill Barnwell wrote an article for ESPN.com and he said, you know, most of the projections are if you're going to go on strength of schedule and things like that, and uh, you start looking at some of the subtractions from the Bears defense, that that Bears pick, according to their models, is probably going to end up somewhere between 38 and 42. And, you know, that's a pretty high pick to give up. I mean, you, you, you think, well, why wouldn't you just save it and pick a wide receiver, you know? Uh, Pick your own wide receiver that's a little bit younger than Chase Claypool that is cost-controlled. Claypool is going to be due for an extension. He can negotiate after this year for a contract extension because he is. Uh, this is his third year. He's a second-round pick. So he can get that extension this year. Maybe the Bears don't give him one, and they let next year play out. You better believe he's going to ask, right, Yerk? I mean, his agent's going to go and go, hey, guys, you traded a, a, third, a, a top 40 pick. Time to pay up. You know his agent's going to ask. Oh, his agent can ask for whatever he wants. I understand, you but know, it's, you put, the team still has control. Yes, for one more year. There you go. So you could have maybe just said, well, why wouldn't they use that pick and find their own guy that maybe could potentially be better than Chase Claypool? I still think there's a lot of talent and a lot of promise, and I'm maybe I'm deluding myself into believing that he can replicate that first year, but we saw him do it. I always have a problem with a player that becomes disinterested. And how do I keep that player always interested in what's happening if things aren't 100% rosy? It's a great question. So that's the, t- that's the hard thing with Claypool. Great question. So now you've kind of been insulted. You've been traded. You've been the, the, the team that had you has said, well, we've seen some good stuff from you. But you've also opened your mouth. You're also a little bit of a, a, a lollygagger when things aren't 100% and things aren't going your way. And guess what? We believe we can't win with you on this football team. So if we can get something back, you know, somebody has a perceived value of you and they need you and they're willing to kind of overpay for you, okay, not a problem. Yeah. We're willing to move you and give up on you and we'll take that back and then we'll try to go ahead and replace you that way. They're also, uh, for whatever reason, you know, we talk about the franchises that just that seem to hit on these quarterbacks all the time and what's the secret sauce. 
Does anybody draft wide receivers better than the Pittsburgh Steelers? Honestly. Like, think about it. Yeah, they seem to do a pretty good job. Oh, right. yeah. I mean, no joke. I, I, I don't know what it is. Even the guy that shot himself in the thigh. 100%. Yeah. Plexico. Plexico Burris. Yeah. Yurko, I mean, start looking back at the last 25 years. So, in their minds, like, as, as you laid it out perfectly, like... Antoine Randall-L. Uh, yeah. San Antonio Holmes, right? Yeah. San Antonio yeah. Think Holmes. About, think about his nuts Antonio as Brown, he is. yeah. Think about it. Antonio Brown was a six-round yeah. pick. The numbers they put that he put up, too. I mean... I mean, they were unbelievable like, until he went off his rocker. Um, look what they're doing now with Fryermuth. Look at Pickens. Yeah. You know, uh, if Claypool's had success in this league. Deontay. But, uh, Deontay Johnson. I think you laid it out perfectly. They're, in their minds, for all the reasons you laid out, they're like, hey, we can, we can move on. Yeah. We'll take that second-round pick, and we'll find another one of you. Now, hopefully the Bears are the beneficiary of all this because he is super motivated. He gets the message. He focuses. And he's playing for a contract. And he's playing for a contract. And I think there is a lot of talent. This is a, a, this is a wide receiver that had 11 total touchdowns and a rookie. Is it a little discouraging that in the span of 20 games, essentially, he went from 900 yards as a rookie and 11 touchdowns to wide receiver three? Okay, yeah, maybe. But it happens. And I'm excited to see if this fresh start is like the exact thing he needs. And I think it'll also help us better evaluate Justin Fields in this offense going forward because they've added a little bit more of what I think we could all safely say is a better weapon than pretty much anything they have right yeah, now. Ten weeks left, right? right? Nine games. Nine games left. you got a half season to go ahead and make yeah. something happen. And in that half a season, you can have an impact. Yes. And that's what they're looking. They're looking for him to come in and have an impact. Here was Claypool earlier this week talking about uh, that long-term deal and his contract and if he's worried about it. For sure, yeah. Um, but that's not really something I like. kind of look at. I think um, I just got to play ball. And then if I start worrying about that, I think that will gain my mental um, in terms of, you know, oh, I need to play good. It's just, you know, I'm going to go play ball and do, do what I do. Just go do what you do. I like it. And what excites you about this new opportunity? I think just the way they perceive me here. Obviously, they they went out and got me. So I think that says a lot about how they feel about me. So I think just the the opportunity um, that they, they kind of gave me by picking me up. He goes from wide receiver three, playing primarily in the slot, which is pretty much, I think we'd all agree, kind of out of position for him. And he even talked about that, to being wide receiver one and to being the ex-wide receiver on the outside and he does have a fabulous skill set. Let's see if he can bring it all back together. Mike is in McHenry on ESPN 1000 with Carmen and Yurko. What up, Mike? Uh, well, okay, you guys were talking about football, but I'm going to change the subject back to last, last, want, night, uh, last night's World Series game. And about essentially how in recent years, especially the super analytical community is talking about, you know, three true outcomes – Home runs are king. They are the best thing. And, I mean, that's true to an extent. And the Phillies probably embody that mindset more than, especially more than Houston. Last night's game proves to you how important that pitching and defense can help you win championships. You think back to that eighth inning. The Astros had Alvarez at third base. It was still 2-1 to one Houston. Uh Alvarez was the one who hit the ball, and Hoskins can't make the play right, and a run. Yeah. Well, and they couldn't and get the play at the plate. You're right. He didn't field it cleanly. Yep. Yeah. And then in the bottom of that inning, the Phillies have a rally, 
runners at the corners, one out. Marsh comes to the plate. All he needs to do, I mean, he Marsh is so fast that even if he hits one on the ground, he's likely beating out a double play. So he either cannot strike out or pop yeah. up, and he ends up striking out on three pitches. Yep. And then Schwarber, who's probably been the Phillies' best hitter in this series, um, hits a ball on the ground, and just like in the top of the inning, it's a ball hit to first base. Instead, though, Mancini makes the play, yeah. and the inning ends. And then, of course, in the bottom of the ninth, Real Muto hits the ball to the wall. A lot of center fielders aren't even in position to make that play because they can't read it, and McCormick makes the catch. And it, it probably would have been a triple because of the way it would have bounced uh, off yeah, the wall. Yeah, we were talking about that upstairs. That could have been. You're right. He could have ended up yeah, on third base. Yeah. And and, and the thing that just the pitching and the Houston's bullpen has shut them down in this yes. series. I would say with the exception of the one inning in game one where they got to Verlander and, of course, game three where McCullers was tipping pitches, Houston has looked like the vastly better team. I to- in, in totally their- agree. My, I, I can't really argue it with anything you said, Mike. I mean, um, in terms of like what it means from an analytics standpoint, a- analytics isn't just offense. Let's remember that. I mean, these teams are using, you know, the good teams are, I, I think, without question, all in in baseball and analytics. You, you know, don't think for one second that the Houston Astros aren't, you know, on the forefront of it. I mean, they most certainly are. Um, they they use their analytics for a whole wide range of things to find good defensive players, how to play defensively, where they want to align defensively, good pitchers uh, in terms of what they're doing. I mean, there's so much technology that goes into pitching these days that most of these teams are using with these cameras and everything else. But they're using the, the, the research and development departments that are big in baseball correlate with wins. There is plenty of data that represents that. You can see it. Um, Zach Scott's got a website that had a story about this. If you want to go Google it from a couple of months ago, he's got about, I think, three or four, maybe even five seasons worth of data. The teams that are more heavily invested in R&D, and you don't even just call it analytics, but that are really putting money into like figuring out what's the best way to field the team, offense, pitching, defense. The teams that the organizations that have bigger staffs have more wins. They just do. Is that an accident? I don't. I don't think so. And uh, you know the the Astros are they've been in all in, all in for years. They're in their fourth World Series in six years. They might win another one. They do everything well. Don't don't think that they don't look for home run hitters. They're second in home runs. They're third in OPS this year. But they do it all well, Yerk. I mean, I don't know. What else no, I, I get you. Like the Dodgers too, and I get they keep coming up short in the playoffs. But like. They're there every year. They're winning 105 games every year because they're totally invested in analytics and research and development and finding like advantages wherever they can. Where other, you know, they're trying to beat every other franchise to like this is where we can get an edge and this is where we can get an advantage. Is everybody using analytics at this point? Not everybody, but I, well, yeah. I mean, I, th- I think yes. I think some more than others. I think for sure. You just have to find a way where you can still be better than, you know. Find somewhere where you can be better than the next guy. I, again, I don't, I don't know how you could argue that it doesn't work when you look at teams like the Braves, Dodgers, Astros. I mean, I don't know how you could say analytics don't matter. I really don't. I, don't, I can't imagine anybody making that argument. Can well, you? I'm, I'm not making an argument against analytics. Yeah. I know. I'm just saying, like, this, 
you, people still want to like, push again, back against But the against point it. is, the like, point is, though, Carm, and it's not pushing back. You've got a you got a decision to make. It's five hundred one to four ninety nine. What do you do? So it's point five hundred one to point four nine nine. What do you do? At some point, you still got to be a, a baseball manager. At some yeah. point. The number's going to tell you that it doesn't make a difference what decision you make. Yes, I would agree. So what do you do? Yeah, what do you do? Maybe that's where you need a manager. It's not always crystal clear, but at some point you got to have a manager be a manager. Yeah. Like in in a game scenario. Yeah, okay. That's more like outside of front office stuff. I see what you're saying. You need a manager that's got the feel for like, I'm going to trust my gut now and it tells me this. You go to the book. I go to the book and the book doesn't tell me anything. It tells me that this is 50-50. What do I do now? I'll lean on my experience and I'll just have to. And then you hope And if everybody's using analytics, then what differentiates one one from the other? Who's using it better or whose guy figured out that some things are more important than other things? I think it's more important now in how you build your team and maybe not. I don't know that you're getting as much of an edge in those in-game situations in, as far as like how you're building your team, the kind of player you're looking for. So the, the, analyt- you know, the analytics happen more in spring training yeah. and in the, the, the way you formulate yeah. and the way you bring your team together yes. rather than during the 162 that That's you play. That's what I think. I think. I think yes. I would also offer up that one of the keys would then be to understand what the optimal level of that bats and or games yeah. an individual plays before performance starts to flatten and or drop off. Yes. See, these are all things that they're doing. They're well, thinking I, I like, know they're, that. yeah, yeah. They're, yeah. You should work in a front office somewhere, no. York, because you present them with these ideas. And this is what they're thinking about and what they're doing. It's why I want the White Sox to be a little bit more heavily invested in it. Bill I mean, they might look at the catching, they might look the, the catching position and simply say 104 games totally. is the maximum amount a catcher should be squatting behind the plate before his performance starts to fall totally. off. Totally. That's yep. it. And it should never be more than three days in a row, you know? Amen, brother. If there's an off day, then you include that in the, in the amount that he, that he gets to rest. Amen. You're getting it. Three one two three three two ESPN. Yurko's going to give you his keys to the game coming up next. It is Bears and Dolphins, Week Nine at Soldier Field. You do not want to miss it. Yurko was gone last Friday. Peggy had to pinch it, but he's got his smoking hot keys coming up next. Working from home? We're back in the office. Don't miss a minute of Carmen and Yurko. Just ask your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Yurko's keys coming up. Dave Butts uh, passed away. Just wanted to acknowledge that. Dave Butts, former uh, Washington Redskin, a great interior pass rusher back in the day for some of those uh, really good Washington teams of the 80s when I was a kid. Dave Butts is a Chicago guy, Maine South. Went to Maine South, played at Purdue. And played College at Purdue? football at Purdue, yeah. It was there you go. fifth overall selection in the first round by the St. Louis Cardinals. Wow. Yeah. Boy, he was a, that high of a pick, huh? After wow. two years there, a quirk in his contract caused Pete Rozelle to rule that he was a free agent. Huh. And then Washington signed him, but was forced then to give compensation to the St. Louis Cardinals in the form of two first rounders and a second rounder. Now look at you dropping Which knowledge. Interesting. Well, you know, you got four or five minutes in the break. One can ascertain a whole lot of knowledge. Oh wow! And Ray Guy had passed yesterday too. Yeah. Uh, the only punter seventy-two in the Pro Hall of Fame seems to be like the next hurdle I got across. Seventy-two was Ray. No, Ray Guy had to be older than seventy-two, no, right? He 72. was seventy-two. I think the same. Wow. Age. I would have thought he would have been older. Same age. So uh, Chicago's very own. Rest in peace, Dave Butts. Well, Butts he played sixteen years. Wow, that's yeah. a long time. Nineteen eighty-nine was the last year that he had played. Long so time. he played in the seventies and. 
Up until 1989. All right, it is time. You've been waiting. He missed it last the week. Whole he was world on the golf has, course. Carm. But it is time for Yurko's Keys to the Game. All right, Yurk. Bears are about yep. a four and a half point, maybe five point underdog in some places. At home this week against the Miami Dolphins. Yurko, I ask you, what are the keys to the game? Carmen, I'm glad you asked, and I do not apologize. I promise you that for my absence last week <laughs> as I toured the wonderful golf courses of <laughs> Las Vegas and Henderson and the greater, the greater Las Vegas metropolitan area. Carm, the keys to this week's game against the Miami Dolphins at Soldier Field at noon on the lakefront are these. Key number one. <laughs> The Bears, defensively, are going to have to find ways to get turnovers Mm. against the Miami Dolphins. The ball's going to be up the air. The piggy's going to be flying. And the Bears' defensive backs, uh, a group that does not like to necessarily intercept the ball, except for Eddie Jackson, are going to have to find ways to get interceptions. Hopefully the defensive line's little paws can help. Bat some balls in the air so the Bears' defense can go ahead and make turnovers and get get the ball out of the hands of the Miami Dolphins. The Bears have done a better job yeah. this year taking the ball away. The Bears are like that. sixth in the NFL in takeaways right now. They're tied for six with 13 takeaways. So Key number two! The do-run-run-run, the do-run-run. The do-run-run-run, the do-run-run. Okay? Yes, I don't need you chucking the ball over the field. And though Justin Fields is pretty damn good at it, he's getting better, I should say. Let's run the piggy and control the ball for 36 to 37 minutes. That's what you need to do. Hey, they're dangerous. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Mm -hmm. dangerous. They're dangerous. Mm -hmm. Okay? But if you're holding on to the football, sevens instead of threes, I give the Bears a chance at home. And remember, this is a better football team at home than it is on the road. Mm. Better team at home than they are on the road. Key number three. (laughs) Key number three, Carr. Yes, sir. You force the week to beat you. Force the week. Force to beat the week you. to beat you. You can't allow. You got a double hill. You got a double waddle. Yes. You got to alternate double it, doubling the two guys, forcing Tua to go ahead and find who the guy is. Make Jaseki beat me. Mm-hmm. If Jaseki can get twelve catches for one hundred and ten yards and and score some touchdowns, you know what? Fine. So be it. So be it. I don't care. Let Jaseki beat me. I don't want it to be the other way. Key number four. I love it, a four-pack. I've never swam in a clay pool, okay? I haven't Never been in a clay pool. I've only been in a concrete pool. Me too. I've been in one with sand, but I've never been in a clay pool. I'm hoping Charles Claypool, my man, can respond in the limited amount of plays that he's going to be able to have. Reach into some of the fighting Irish while her loyal sons are marching onward to victory. Cheer, cheer for Chucky Claypool. Claypool. Chucky Claypool. In the limited amount of time Chucky's going to get in the game, I need Chucky to do a little damage and maybe, maybe raise up the echoes or wake up the echoes. Charles, Chuck. Chuck Charles. I think his name's Chase Claypool. I'm calling him Chuck. His name is Chuck until he scores a touchdown. Chuckie Claypool. Is that Charles Until Claypool? he scores a Chaz is short. Chaz is short for is Charles. Ch- is, is, okay. I don't and think it's, it's Chaz, French. It's yeah. You never saw the accent I mean, over the back? It's Chazé. It's Chazé Claypool, which is short for Charles. Now I call him Chuck. Chuckie Claypool. And those 
I'm keys to a Bears victory Sunday at noon on the lakefront at Soldier Field. They don't get any better, folks. The bear Chuck the clay pool. I never, I never swam in a clay pool. I've never swam in a I clay pool. I swam at Clay Hole. Do you know where Clay Hole is? I do not. It's off 159th Street, by right by River Oaks Drive. It's part of the uh, Forest Preserve District uh-huh. of Illinois, and, of Chicago. And it's like a... It's what? a big lake. It's a big, big lake? lake there, yeah. And clay Hole Lake. And it's made of clay? Oh, I, I don't know. It's, we got a lot of clay base in Calumet City, Carm. I don't know. We're famous and for our clay. are a fount of knowledge. You didn't know that? The, the All types of crazy stuff happening by us. The stuff we learn. I get excited for the keys, man. I know you do. I'm, You're, I'm, you I'm kind of yourself into a lather. I'm kind of exhausted right now. You work yourself into a lather yeah. over there, kid. But that's great, man. Uh, We're going to do our cover five coming up. Now, I don't have the Bears winning this weekend. I, I don't think they're going to win I, either. I, I don't have winning. I, I I'm like just over. We're looking for the competition, right? And we're looking for Justin Fields' improvement. Right. We're replicating a two-game performance. We got two in a row out of uh, quarterback Justin Fields. Yep. We're looking for a nice, solid, clean third game. Yep. Right? Three yes. in a row now. Three in a row. Three in a row of improvement. I would love of, that. Of him being a stud. That's what we're I looking mean, for. Last four games. Ready? Yeah. 64% for Fields. Five touchdowns, two INTs. Two and a half to one. We love that. 7.9 yards per attempt. 277 rushing yards and a quarterback rating near 98. Bears offense is a top 10 offense right now in terms of EPA per play the last two weeks. I know that's a small sample. Small sample. Over the last three, in the first three quarters of games, the Bears rushing offense ranks fifth in EPA, 10th in success rate. So they're finally looking like a competent offense and even at times dangerous, which I love. One of the simple treats in life has arrived, Yurko, and that is the pumpkin, the holiday cu- uh, cup at Starbucks. Oh. I believe Dunkin' Donuts will be rolling out there soon, too. And uh, I don't know what it is, what makes me... I love the holiday season. It brightens my day. I think it's a great time of year for a lot of reasons. Football, family, friends, dinners, Christmas trees, turkey. Trying to get a Starbucks deal? What are you doing no, here? I'm not trying to get a Starbucks hey, deal. Are you celebrating the uh, the anniversary? Isn't this a big year for your uh, cup in your hand? Why is it a big year for the cup? I think I think it's like the 20th anniversary or the of 25th Starbucks? anniversary of the, the special cup that is you that, have there. Is that right? I believe so. I didn't so. even know that. I just, I, it's what? a big uh, celebration for the cup. When the show started 25 today. 25 years. Boom. 25 years, 25 Chris, years for the cup. Of holiday cups. I went over this morning real quick to grab a coffee before the show started. I needed a little pick-me-up. Right. And we all did after yesterday. I know. We all did after a lot of bur- a lot of full barrel-strength bourbon yesterday. Um, and I said, yes, they've got the holiday cups. And I, I got excited. I don't... It's a simple thing, Yerk, but it makes me feel good. So the holiday cups are out. Oh, and I like that's Duncan great. does the holiday cups. and You know what we're six days away from, don't you? We are six days. Let's see. Today's the 4th of November. Oh, the sinking of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Yeah, the com- commemoration card. Yes. We got us covered. Yeah, a Black and a Dollar have we us got covered. Us covered. They're the Great Lakes guys. Yes, we got they us are. Covered. You got Edmund Fitzgerald we do. coming in? We yeah. do. I got Man. some for you. We 47 do. years, Carmen. You guys, we'll, we'll be com- done. commemorating the 47th we anniversary. Of the sinking of the Edmund Fitzgerald with a full playing yes. of the sinking of the Edmund Fitzgerald by Gordon Lightfoot. Yes. One Canadian powerhouse, yes. Gordon Lightfoot. Yeah. Song of the day because it'll take four I'm, hours. Oh, yeah. You know four hours song of the night. Four hours song. Yeah. No doubt that. We are ready. I mean, in this kind of day, you know, where it's a little bit, uh, not so much chilly, but rainy. Gloomy. A little bit of stormy and yeah. gloomy. Yep. When so we kicked it off that day, when kid. we come back, we're gonna yeah, I know we're gonna talk about our cover five for week nine. Mike North's got the bonus playing a little bit. Crosstalk is just thirty minutes away. Waddle and Sylvia are out with Miller Light on a football Friday. Go grab a cold with a uh, cold one with them and hang with them today to kick off your weekend at Shoeless Joe's in Addison. We'll be right back. Carmen and Yerko. 
Follow at Carmen DeFalco and at Yurko64 on Twitter. On ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. We'll do cover five here in a minute. Waddle and Sylvie coming up at two. We'll cross talk with the guys then. We're live in the old National State Street studios, live on Twitch. Join the chat there. And you can watch the show every day. Twitch.tv, download the app, and you can watch Waddle and Sylvie when they're out and about. The Twitch cameras go on the road, baby. Uh, so did you hear Sylvie going uh, at it with uh, who was that? Some caller yesterday. Some caller, yeah. Who was making no sense. I mean, Sylvie. Dan, I believe his name was. Who? Who was it? Dan. Dan. Yeah. He's like, You're, you've got an agenda to protect the White Sox. Like, what? W- what are you listening to? All we've done all year was destroy the White Sox. First of all, Sylvie's not even a White Sox fan. No, like, he's he, not. He's not going to be as heavily invested no. in, like, he doesn't have an emotional investment right. in them. It, it's like. It's like me with the Cubs. I mean, I'll talk about them. When they were going to the playoffs every year, I'd watch their games and talk about them because that's our job. It's what we do. do. do I don't get too worked up one way or another because I don't care that much. I'm not emotionally invested in them. So he's not emotionally invested in the White Sox. He still holds them accountable. Uh, So I didn't get the whole premise of the guy's call. But Sylvie was going at him. I mean, he wasn't having any of it. Normally, he's just like, whatever. It's water off the duck's on. back. Yeah. He but was not yesterday. He didn't, he didn't like it. No. I don't blame him. I mean, he I stood don't, his ground. Yeah, good. Good they for him. Did. Good for him. I wonder if he still all worked out. He seemed to calm down by the time we got the bourbon and bacon. Said I had enough. Yeah. Like, we've destroyed the White Sox all season. Their ineptness. Ineptness or ineptitude? What's the right word? Oh, I think called? ineptitude. Ineptitude? Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. Ineptitude. Their ineptitude. Their Is ineptness a word? I don't know. I don't Did know. Did I make up a word? You'll have to check it out. Their ineptitude. See if that suffix fits. <laughs> I don't know. Right? Yeah. You'd have to check to see Let if that's a... ineptless. Can Inept- you be ineptless? Yeah, I think you can be ineptness. I think it is. Yeah. Ineptness, yeah. It's okay, it's that. Ineptitude. Now you're, now you're talking with confidence. Done worse than saying a word and then figuring out hey, is this thing a word or not? It is a word. I have no. I may have created something just now. What do now. you know? It's a word. Yeah, we hold yeah. the White Sox plenty accountable around yeah. these parts. Uh, radio partner or not? That's one hundred percent true. We're happy to be a radio. They're partner. They're smiling like over there. You know, we smile. Well, they now. smile. Yeah, everybody's smiling now. Yes, they're very happy. They're very excited. And they had Pedro Grifol on, uh, and he's very excited and very happy. Let's talk about our Cover 5. Hopefully you've been playing. Cover 5 app is free. Free to join, free to play. It doesn't cost you anything, but you could win weekly prizes, season-long prize. Porno Gill remains atop the leaderboard with 192. Skins 484 is right behind him at 190. Look at Chris Black showing strong, representing in third place, 173 and a half. Uh, I missed a week, which is just stupid. And I'm silly. 90th. I mean, listen, if I could have missed you. last week, I'd still be up with 90 points. A lot of people got burned by the Raiders last week. Instead, I, I got yeah. 64 that, points, and I find me. myself in 104th. A lot I of people got hit hard by the Raiders. 287th. Oh, yeah. The Raiders killed you. I'm 104. Where are you? I'm 172nd. Oh, boy. After being in, like, the top 50 for a while, but I missed a week. And you want to know who the good kid has this week? Who? Yeah, I want to talk about cover five. Let's you do ready? it. Who do you got? Go ahead. I got Atlanta. Uh, you got at home. Mike also like Northy likes Atlanta too. Detroit. I'm on the other side of you. All right. So am I. I got Detroit at home. Miami on the road against the Bear. Okay. Wow. I just well, listen. I just need the Bears to show me. I hope they win. Hey, if the Bears. I win hope by I 10, lose and I get. I, I hope I get killed. That's a good little hit. I got Jacksonville. Mm. Do you know that uh, I can't keep Carr, going well with Jacksonville? Carr is zero and eight. Good stat as a road favorite. 
Good stat. Did you know that? They're a one-and-a-half-point favorite. That is an excellent stat by you. 0-8 as a road favorite. Someone's doing his research. You're rubbing off on me, kid. I love that. I used to come in here and just freewheel it all the time. I love it. Every blue moon, i got to study. You're forcing me to study. Excellent on your partner. And i got Seattle. Against uh, Arizona. I, I like Seattle a little bit, too. I don't know if yeah. I want to put him in my cover. Actually, I did put Seattle in my cover five. I do. Ah. You know, you, you want to speak? Do you want to talk about stats? Yeah. Let me give you this. Yeah, give me something, Carm. Throw me with your acumen. Hold on. I'll double check. Yeah, go through your notes. I got my notes. Hold on. Hey, guys, did you guys grab my notes? All right, you ready? Did you guys grab my you notes? Ready? <laughs> you ready? You want to talk about stats? I want to hear it. <laughs> you want stats? I'll show you stats. Of course, you do a gambling you see show. Helicopters? I'll give you a helicopter. I'm going to give me a helicopter. But listen, you you got to do a show. I know. So you need this for the hour of pure gambling that yes. you do with Mike, the 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 odds couples. Cardinals, 1-8 and eight straight up in their last nine home games. You want to know an even more disturbing trend? Yeah. The Cardinals under Cliff Kingsbury. In the division at home, two and eight. It's no good. Two and eight it's at no home in the division. Geno Smith, you ready for this? I'm ready. Number one in the NFL in completion percentage over expectation. Ninth in adjusted EPA per play. Third in quarterback rate. I like it. I don't know if like major regression is coming, but Geno's playing, man. He's playing well. He is playing ball. Right I'm now. trying to pick him up in one of my leagues. Right, so there's Jericho's picks. I got Zach Wilson and Jacoby Brissett. Ouch. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought uh, my son's quarterback situation was bad with Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers. Well, I had Jameis to start the year, and he got yeah, hurt right away. Hurt. So I had no. I had to go back up right away. You know who I picked up for him this week? I tried to pick up Justin Fields. I hate to say it, but you know who I picked up for him this oh. week? Tua. <laughs> I hate to say it, but. Well, no, nah, you're, but, but, you're telling your kid to do the best yeah. he can and remove emotion from it. The Bears defense is too for cash, too, right? Yeah, uh, they did put it's in $25. Good. It's good for those kids to learn that, yeah. you know, you put, you put a little something in the game. They each put in 25 And when you lose and you end up with nothing, it's yeah. got to hurt a little bit, you know? Yeah. There's gotta, you got to feel a little bit of pain. Yeah. If you're not feeling pain, then you're not, what are you doing? You want a great story? Yeah, go ahead. I don't know if it's great. Uh, Give me a great story. I, Spin just me a real yard. Quick. Spin my, me my, a yard. My daughter asked if she could go get a friend and go to Starbucks after school the other day. I said, sure. Uh, her grandmother, my mom. Uh, my my mom, my mom, your uh, mom gave the Argentinian gift cards, ten dollar gift cards to Starbucks, right, right for Halloween, a little, little candy bag. Yeah, I said, here, take this gift card that Nona got you, and I said, I'll give you just in case. Uh, here's fifteen. I had fifteen bucks. I said, just in case it's not enough. I don't know what you guys are going to get. Right. Here's fifteen dollars, just in case, right? Yeah. She goes with her friend. She comes back an hour later. You owe me she, money, Dad. She gave me. Uh, she has like two dollars that she gives me. And she hands me back the gift card, and I go, well, we could throw it away because it's empty, right? She goes, no, I didn't use it. I said, well, how much? I said, how much? Uh, what, what did you, what'd you go? Why didn't you use it? She goes, because it was $11, and there's only 10 on the gift card. I said, that's why I gave you extra money. So she didn't use the gift card, and she just used all my money <laughs> instead of using the gift card. Sorry, that happens though. No, that's well, not you teach get a gift card. No, 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 hey, no, that's no, no, teaching no. moment. Gift card. No. I said, well, I said nope. honey, next time use nope. the, the gift card for she the, knows. and then take. The five, and no. now you've got one extra you, dollar. You've you been had. She's smarter than you. You think so? Because now she knows she gets to go back to Starbucks because she's no, got to spend the right. gift card. She is pretty smart, that one. So maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Anyway, I digress. Uh, Abdal, what do you like for cover Let's five? Let's let Chris go first. All right, Chris, what do you like? Yeah, that's that's oh, Abdal's gimmick. Yeah, uh, I all see right, what's so, happening. So I'm on Green oh, Bay. He's, got a, he's trying to fade. I uh, Green Bay against the worst defense in the NFL. Oh, so I'm, so I'm taking the Packers. I'm hoping that this is a, like, 34 to 6 game and really inflate the cover 5 number. I I love that. Uh, I'm on J-Bill as well as Yurko. 
Uh, I don't like the Raiders, so I, I think even though the, the Jaguars have lost a bunch of games at the end in bad fashion with t- terrible turnovers and bad picks, I think at home I'm going to ride with them. Uh, Carolina, give mm. me the Panthers. Uh, the Bengals, even though I love this team, without Jamar Chase, they're a different team. Mm. So I think uh, the Panthers keep it close. All right. Commanders, I think the uh, the Vikings are a little flimsy 6-1 uh, and one team. So I think the Commanders, uh, if they're getting the points, I like that situation. And I, I hate doing this, but I feel as if all of the numbers and the game flow will point this direction. Even though I hate going against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, uh-huh. especially in primetime, give me all of the points in the run game of the Titans, and then that's I'm, my uh, final and fifth pick. If I'm going to maybe slow play that one and see what happens with Tannehill, because I don't know if I trust it as much with Malik Willis. He looked, I, don't, I don't know that he can do anything offensively at this point. And so that might change the calculus for me a little yeah. bit. If Tannehill plays, I'm in total agreement with you on that. I, I will use Tennessee. I'm also using Washington. I'm using the Jets, believe it or not. I think their defense is still pretty good, and I think they can you know, get into Zach Wilson's head a little bit this week and be like, dude, just don't throw the ball off your back foot and turn it over three times and we'll be competitive. I mean, they're a team that's outscored and outgained its opposition, and they're a home dog in the division of double digits. Like, I know ball, uh, Buffalo's really good, but... I'm going to play the Jets, uh, and then I'm between – I think I'm between Tampa. I like Seattle, too, and then I think I'm between Tampa and Green Bay. And I might end up going Green Bay, but I might flip that, too. I don't know. We'll see. I think Tampa gets right this week. I think it's like they know – I can see that. They got to get their heads out of their ass, and I think they know it, and they're in a winnable division. And they got an offensive – they got a Rams team that just offensively is completely inept at this point. Like, if you can't win this week – what, what are you doing, Tampa? So I, I think I'll either end up back in Green Bay or Tampa. Well. I, I had two locked in before Chris went. I had sure. Green Bay. Sure, no, you, I did. Sure you did. I did. Sure. I had Green Bay and Tampa locked <laughs> sure in. Sure you did. I had Green oh, so you Bay like and Tampa, Tampa too. All right. I had Green Bay and Tampa locked in. Tampa's got to get right this week, And then it's week, weird. Right? I also went Jacksonville, Carolina, and Washington. <laughs> like, it's so weird. It's strange. Just, it's strange it's, the way that works. Much. You know, that's what happens when you're friends with someone for 20 yeah. years. That's uh-huh. what happens when you work together for, you know, the better part of 15 yeah. We're years. We're on the same pick cycle. It is. Exactly. Yeah, we're synced up. Yeah, yeah. We're synced up. Uh, L.A. Tampa, that's a loser goes home it is, uh, matchup, right? right? Like yeah, your yeah. season's over if you lose that game. I mean, you know, maybe not for Tampa as much because the stupid division, but I don't know. I think th- this has got to be the week where Brady and that offense get it going a little. No Antoine Winfield, which isn't great, but they got some guys. Keem Hicks look like he's going to play, and Murphy Bunting will be back. So I think Tampa's got to get right this weekend. We'll get Mike North's bonus play coming up next. Did you miss some Carmen and Yurko? You don't have to miss anything. Podcasts are ready on the ESPN Chicago app. Carmen and Yurko on ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. All right, don't miss this week's episode of The Odds Couple. It's ready and waiting on the ESPN Chicago app. Mike and I covered a lot of ground, a lot of NFL games. The NFL slate's not great. We talked about some games, though. A couple of really uh, interesting college games that we Broke down the biggest one, obviously, the Georgia-Tennessee game. Um, talked about a few others. So make sure you check all that out and then get all the best plays. And Jim Miller gave out ponies for the biggest weekend in horse racing. I mean, it really is. The Breeders' Cup today, tomorrow from Keeneland outside of Lexington in Kentucky. It's just a huge day. Raise, uh, horses from all over the country, the, uh, the world. These are the best horses in the world. So Jimmy gave some plays. He gave out three horses for tomorrow. You want to download the app and check that out. 
Let's bring in Mike North for the bonus play. My partner's starting to heat up here. I mean, the last couple weeks he's been hot. He's going on one of those Mike North heaters Uh-oh. here. I can feel it. Be yeah, careful. He's been hot. Yeah. So it's time for the bonus play with Mike. Follow him on Twitter. He's at North to North. Mikey, what's up, bud? What's going on, Yerk? What's going on, Carm? How you guys doing? We're good, good, good Mike. Ready to good. make some money. We got to keep this train rolling. Keep the train rolling, brother. Yeah, ten and four the last two weeks, three and one the last two weeks with the bonus. Uh, but you know what? Uh, every week it's a grind. The NFL's been tough this year. Uh, but I'm going to go a little NCAA. I, I got. I heard a little something today, and I said, hmm. I started doing some charting, and I said, uh, you know, they they talked about, and and this is why. You know, sometimes I go against the grain and I end up paying for it, you know, but you got to take those chances. I call upsets when I have to. I had Louisville a week ago. You know, I almost had A&M last week. They screwed me around by one point. So close. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I've I've had enough with Jimbo Fisher. He can (laughs) take a bus any time he wants. Um, But Army and Air Force. Being a veteran myself, it's a proud yes. day. It's 11 o'clock game, though, Carm. You know how those go. Oh, so, God. No, I take that back. It's a 10.30 game. Oh. Aha! In the morning, from what I understand. So I'm going to go uh, as far as uh, the uh, the game is concerned. Over, over Army, 40 and a half. I make it 40. It will probably go down to 40. Over Army. And they've not gone over... I think oh, they've they've gone under almost. Oh, it's like twenty three out of twenty six times. It's crazy. Twenty six yeah. times. The trend is the under in the service academy. Oh games, my for god! Sure. Yeah, you hear yeah. the service academies because they practice against yeah. the uh, the option uh, yep. all the time. They surprise the other teams that don't get to practice. But I'm going to take a chance. I'm going to go over on that one. And we talked about this today. Also, even though it ended up Oklahoma State was getting some points, it's down to a pick now. Yeah. Kansas University. In a pick, a two thirty game against Oklahoma State. Love that, yeah. And Todd Furman really liked that one too. Go with Kansas, big game for oh, Kansas. Oh baby, to that's get it. Eligible. It's done. Me and Todd together, I and you that. like it too, Carm, right? I like it. I think Todd spelled it out perfectly yesterday. This is like they need this for bowl eligibility. This is a big game. I think you're going to get a good effort. I like that pick by you. I do. That's a good play. Well, I think this week. I hope so, man. And you know what? We'll see what happens. But uh, it's been a crazy season so far. It's going to get surprising. Yeah. And uh, you know, listen to the odds couple tonight. Folks, we had, uh, or today, we had another good one. The podcast is up. We'll be on tomorrow at 8 o'clock in the morning, so it should be fun. Great stuff. Mikey, thanks. We'll talk to you next week. All right, guys. Take care. See buddy. There's Mike North at North to North on Twitter. And I don't mind uh, going against the trend maybe there a little bit with uh, the Army Air Force game. You know, because it's not a lot of points. You're talking about a 40-point total. But the trend has been unders when the service academies meet. And it is like... Heavy under over the last uh, dozen years or so, York. Did you see Mel Kuyper in his, I think it was Mel, maybe it was McShay. I think it was Mel. In his latest mock has um, a linebacker from Army going in the first round. Do you know the last time an Army player was drafted in the first an round? An Army player. An Army player was drafted in the first round. The I'd say the last Navy player was Roger Staubach. You might, uh, you might be right about that. You might the be last right. Army. Do you guys player. have any idea the last time an Army player was drafted in the first round? Doc Blanchard. I don't think so. I don't know. 1946 yeah. was the last time, and I think Mel wrote that. Not only has it been since 1946 that a first rounder's gone, there hasn't been an Army player selected in anything before round seven since the 60s. 
Think about that. The Navy has had some guys. Navy's had some, though. like Mark Wally yes, was an Navy's offensive lineman. Yeah. yeah. Well, Bob how does Kaberski. that work now if you draft him? Doesn't he have to go I, serve his time? Doesn't no, he have to go put two years? I think years? what they've done is they've realized over the course of time it's positive. Okay. You so know, they don't make them right. Like when the, when the, the admiral David Robinson um, got drafted by the NBA, I I think at some point they deemed he was too too tall to be in a sub. I think you're right about yeah, that. Yeah, I mean. He's they deemed he was too tall to be on almost like any ship. Well, like, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, but submarines well, certainly, can't, certainly yeah. had a sub. So maybe, I don't know, maybe they orchestrated his, why don't you, you are going for sub duty and you've become too tall uh, to be in a sub. That's interesting. So yeah. you get to go do what you want to do now, <laughs> right? Uh, that's interesting. But I think it's like they had to pay back um, their scholarship, too, or Whatever it costs uh, to put them through the academy, that makes sense. That they had to go ahead and give in the uh, the service? academies. Yes, uh, yes, that, you had to that, give the academies the money back. Because I wondered about that. Like, if they draft, if an NFL team drafts him, does that mean they don't get him for two years? That would seem you're not going to spend a first round pick then. But that makes more sense yeah, the way you. I, explain I think they've it. deemed it's a little brighter. Yeah, I, mean, you I know? think so. That would be pretty amazing if right. the army guy got selected. I think that'd be pretty sweet. First yes. round, yeah. yeah. Mel's got him like in the top twenty. A linebacker, whom I didn't know. I'm sorry, I just don't watch a ton of those games. Um, I didn't. I, I don't. I'm not familiar with them. But Mel, anybody, said, he's, Mel that, said he's legit. Has anybody ever been drafted out of the Coast Guard? Does, well, the, does Coast the Coast Guard have, have a, a football I, team? I, I, I don't know. I don't think. so. I'm asking if all the armed services have football teams. How can we never hear the Marines' football team? Well, because the Marines is part of the Navy. Are they? Yes. By the way, my dad uh, was listening. He loves the show now. My dad. It's just because he's tired. Finally. My dad's telling Danny it's the best. Danny took you, offense to it. But that's because he's retired now. He's listening all the time. He's, you know, my dad was a Marine. He, uh, as you were talking about right. the Edmund Fitzgerald, he said, don't forget, we're six days away from the 247th birthday of the United States Marine Corps. My dad was a Marine. So. Of course, he knows the song. Uh, yes, he knows the song, From of course. From the halls of Montezuma to the shores of Tripoli. My dad can sing the whole That's thing. Of course he can. Yeah. He can sing all but, three stanzas. Yeah, he probably yeah, can. I mean, you know they made them memorize it when they Well, were they got no choice, Yeah, kid. I'm sure they did. I mean, did. when you're a Marine, separate five, you know? I'm sure they did. We'll cross-talk with Waddle. There's not a bunch of letters together there, kid. <laughs> we'll cross-talk with Waddle and Sylvie coming up next. Uh, we'll be back in two minutes. Yurko's got the final word brought to you by Bath Planet. Carmen and Yurko present... Today's final word. Because you had to be a big shot, didn't you? You had to open up your mouth. Today's final you word. Had to have a last word. On Carmen and Yurko. Where do you stand on the Dolphin logo, Yurko? It's a team you played for your rookie year. You were on the practice squad. Where do you stand on the Dolphin logo? I never knew the logo was an issue. No, I'm asking. Not an issue. I mean, I, I, I don't mean like that. The, the I mean, Pete is mad about it. Is somebody trying to cancel it? Yeah, what the hell's going on?